Alright, let's go. <clears throat> this podcast contains, uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and, what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it. I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> this is the Dice and Pipes podcast. Like an astral projection ripping through the astral plane coming to you from the west cabin this is dice and pipes uh coming to you for the week of november 22nd in the year of our lord where else would an astral projected being go through like we say the astral plane like where yeah are there other places that it would project itself? the prime material plane okay of water Find us, ever, on, find us on Twitter. Oh, excuse Instagram. Me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Reddit, Dyson Pipes. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm good. But now you have me thinking. Like, oh, would they okay. ever? No, no, no. This is a, a, an honest question. Would it, would they ever project themselves into like your bedroom when you're being intimate? Yes. How do you know that they're there? It's an astral projection. But so how do you know that they're there? How do you prevent that? Do I put like one of those dream catcher things on my window? No. What you have to do is you have to do a ritual, uh, and you need to use Gandalf's hidden ear. Do I have to fucking break out the the player's guide and find a spell to counteract astral projection. But how do I do that now? Like if I'm if I'm laying in bed, how do I counteract people astrally projecting themselves into my my plane, aka bedroom? All right, here's what you do: or bathroom, or shower. You take or car. I'm gonna tell you all these places where I'm intimate. At the same time, you never know. Okay, you take the blood of a bugbear. Those fucks. Your favorite. And you know how I feel about bugbears. Mm-hmm. And you mix it with salt worth at least one copper. Then... I got to order that on Amazon. You spread it in a circle around the area you want to protect. Then, using a diamond worth 10,000 gold pieces... What? And the sand from a ground-up Tarrasque tail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You make a martini. All right, we're good so far. Yeah. So you down the martini, you put the circle smoke shit down. Well, the the, the, the the sand shit you put on the rim of the glass. Oh, okay, okay. It's a salty teeny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A terrastini. Right. Of course. Um, and if you want, you can also do it as a, a Cosmo. A Manhattan? Can I do a Manhattan? Manhattans at least have whiskey in it. I can, I can do that. Do you want to protect yourself from astral projection? You're right. Not? You're right. If if you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly, right? That's right. Or a bug. Or, or a bugbear. Fucking bugbears. Your favorite. I'm I'm doing good. I've gotten so much sleep. You went the, into a, speaking of bears, you went into a hibernation. Dude. So I'm in a great mood. What are you looking for? I don't know what to do. Grab. There's so many options in front of me. I'm gonna grab the pipe. That's a good idea. I think out of twenty four hours yesterday, I got twenty seven hours of sleep. I don't know mathematically how it's possible, but it fucking happened. I went 
thanks to you. Well, thanks to myself. I mean, I agreed. It's not like you forced me, but I went willingly and left happily. Um, we went out for a very special breakfast yesterday. And because of that breakfast. You and me went out for a special breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my wife's probably listening going, wait, uh, what about our special breakfast? You can wait, sweetheart. You're going to have to wait because this special breakfast took the cake. And because of that breakfast, I ended up in probably one of the worst sugar comas I've ever found myself in in my entire life. And I have a significant sweet tooth. A sugar coma from breakfast? Dude. People are scratching their heads like, what? They're wondering, like eggs and bacon? No, 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 no. Canadian ham? And maybe some... That's Canadian bacon. Canadian ham. Canadian bacon. Isn't there Canadian ham? No, that's just ham. No, not all ham is from Canada. Right. So there's there's a Canadian version of ham. It's Canadian bacon. It looks like ham. It's little discs. They look like pucks. Yeah, it's used to make a delicious Mm -hmm, Eggs mm -hmm. Benedict. Okay. So you learn something new every day. I had the pleasure of joining you And your recommendation. Yes. And we partook in a little IHOP, which I have never done before in my life. So that was a first for me. We went to the International House of Pancakes, and it did not disappoint. No. Uh, And we each have something to talk about because I did some... When I was preparing my breakfast, you looked at me like I had three heads... Um, you did something that I would <laughs> I, I never thought was done. <laughs> and it isn't, except for me and my stupid family. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with uh, with what you had. I was very excited when I turned the first page and I realized that they had international pancakes. So why not go back to my roots? I saw that there were pancakes from Italy. They had cannoli pancakes. Delicious. How do you pass on cannoli pancakes? You Dude, don't. it's pancake. There were three pancakes, and they were quite large. Three pancakes. And each one of them were rolled. So it almost looked like a, like a crepe, right? And they were stuffed with the, the filling that you find in a cannoli. That wasn't enough for you, though. Oh, and it was topped with whipped cream. And it was topped powdered with sugar, uh, whipped cream and powdered sugar. Uh, and chocolate chips. Yes, chocolate chips. You then made the recommendation that I should put the... Butter pecan. Yes, syrup on it. Yeah. I took it a step further. <laughs> And used all the syrups. And I used every single syrup. But I, I put, since there were three pancakes, and they were kind of set like logs in a row on the plate. So I used a different syrup per pancake. So I did the uh, pecan on my left. On the middle, I used the old-fashioned, which I thought had bourbon in it, but I was sadly mistaken. It's just regular <laughs> maple syrup. And on the far right, boy, I put blueberry syrup, and that shit was fucking sweet. As if it wasn't sweet enough. Right. Now, blueberry syrup on top of that, that is, it just epitomized sweetness. And a little side plate of uh, four strips of bacon. Delicious. Now, <clears throat> what did you think of the coffee? That, to me, that's like their coffee, and I'm a coffee snob, that's like budget yeah. bitch coffee. That's like, diner coffee is better than their coffee. Yeah. You're not going there for the coffee, which I think is the reason why they give you such a tiny little coffee mug. Right. They're not expecting you to I fill I do up enjoy the ability to pour it myself. I do like that, and I remember back in the day, they used to do that at diners, too. You'd go to a diner, you'd order coffee, and they'd give you the cup, you know, a little saucer. You'd have all the condiments or whatever you're going to put into the, into the coffee on the table, and they would just give you a pot of coffee, right. and you would just pour your own coffee, which I preferred. Yeah, you know? it's amazing. Yeah, you don't have to bother the waitress. No. You know, because you're in a situation like that. You're having breakfast. I tend to, like, coffee like that, like, I'll chug. 
So yeah. like, I just want constant refills of coffee. Um, I don't want to have to bother the the lonely wait- waitress who's the what. Here on the Dyson Pipes radio program, when you fuck up your words, Always you find fun. yourself in a roll to drink situation. Uh, on the D and D side of things, we're going to be rolling one D twenty. Anything higher than a ten, Chris is saved from having to drink. Okay, you sound so excited. I was in a good mood. Oh, 15. All right, I'm back. All right, I'm back. Good. That's all it takes. Huh? You know, sad waitress. That's all it takes. Well, I was bad uh, mood. Yeah, it's not my fault. You can't fucking talk. I, I can't talk. Well, I was thinking about the sad waitress that we had. She wasn't sad. She seemed a little sad. I gave her a. a, a you gave her a very hefty tip. She was very nice. She was. She was like an eighty-year-old lady. Her husband's probably dead. Yes. You know. Yeah, he was probably found driving horribly in a parking lot, executed by the sheriff. <laughs> She's she's having them's a, is the a tough breaks. life. Them's is the break, sweet tits. <laughs> and we we live in an area where public transportation really is is not abundant. So she's probably very nervous getting behind the wheel. Right. She could be next. You never know. You never know. She knows she's seventy nine. She's really oh, threading the needle on the cusp. So I had a delicious sugar filled breakfast that caused me to go home, collapse on my couch, and pass out until the wifey got home, who then woke me up. Uh, I stayed up for a handful of hours and then I passed out again and the next thing I knew it was like fucking one, two o'clock in the morning. I was like, ah! <laughs> Wake up in a panic. So. Am I supposed to be at work? <laughs> am I dead? Where I, I was I? so confused. I didn't know where I was supposed to be. Uh, and then of course, because of all of my sleeping in like random places in my house, I ended up waking up today with like the worst stiff neck. Oh, the worst stiff neck. Can you turn? Can you look in both directions? I, I'm better. I did a lot of, a lot of stretching, ah. but I could feel it. It just radiates down the right side of my back. I got you. Like from my right ear to maybe like my shoulder blade. So I like to torture myself every once in a while. I like jerk my head to the yeah, side. Yeah, a little, little tweak. Make me realize that I'm alive. Yeah. Let's talk about your breakfast okay. because it was it was definitely <laughs> one of the most interesting things I had ever seen. Uh, so I'll tell you what I did first. Yes. And then I'll give you the, the same backstory that I gave you uh, at the restaurant when you were looking at me like I was a fucking degenerate. It wasn't bad enough the way you were looking at me. The waitress was also perplexed. Dude, so confused. <laughs> so she, I think she almost she almost was at the point if she actually had like spare air in her lungs to get out the she sense. Would have gasped. She would have either gasped or asked you to repeat that. What the fuck? If it's not one problem, it's another, you know? What what is happening over there? Just when I finally get my hands back on my bick, I fill it with I'm at my zippo. See, I'm like conditioned to the bick. Dude, the fucking uh I think the flint on the inside is busted, so I can't, I can't strike it. Look at this. It's, it's stuck. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Please continue. I'm going to take this thing apart while we speak. Okay. Uh, so I got the split decision breakfast, uh, and the split decision breakfast consists of two eggs, any style, two strips of bacon, two links of sausage, two wedges of French toast, and two pancakes. It's a little uh, what I like to call a smorgasbord if you will. So the problems began with our waitress when I said, I'll have the split decision breakfast. How would you like your eggs? Uh, Poached. And she just stopped and looked at me. What? Poached? Yep, poached. I think I gave you the same look that she gave you. (laughs) As if nobody's ever heard this before. First person ever to order poached eggs. Uh, Like I'm a 90-year-old. I'm older than her on the insides. Uh, so then my uh, the, the breakfast comes out. Uh, you are just staring at it, very akin to when like Link from The Legend of Zelda opens a treasure chest and his eyes just go wide with the with the the, the prize on the inside. Uh, 
but that was quickly dashed when you looked up at me and saw me placing my poached eggs mm-hmm. on top of my French toast. Yeah, this was just getting weirder by the minute. Yeah. And then I put salt and pepper on the eggs and the toast, and then I covered both of them with the maple syrup, and you were very upset with me. You didn't say anything, but the look on your face was very similar to the look you have on your face right now. Yeah. It was kind of like the look that a father gives his son when, uh, you know, he recognizes that there's all the talent in the world in him, and then he quits the the thing that he had the talent for. That, right. I think that's how I looked at you. It's kind of heartbroken. And ultimately, just like that little kid, I'm going to end up tossing myself out of a window. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, or wearing ladies' clothes. Um, can, I, um, can I borrow your Bic lighter now? Uh, no. Uh, what do you mean, no? No, nah, I might need it. You have a Zippo. So do you. Dude, the fucking the flint in my Zippo just broke. I'll tell you what. Do you have a spare flint? I will hand you. Oh, wait. You're, you're going to have to run the show for a minute. I'm not going to play these games. No. I have another Zippo in my car. No, you yep. don't. Excuse me. Nope. Par- Stop. Me. Where are no. you going? Nope. I have to go to my car. No, you don't have to put your headphones on to talk. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to my car. No, you can't leave. We're recording. This is a fucking professional goddamn broadcast. I cannot, for three weeks in a row, have the sound of a fucking Bic lighter going off every single time I light my pipe. Stop it. Stop. This is a professional broadcast. Is it? It is. That's why I'm trying then to- Then come prepared next time. I, I did. I have my you Zippo. You get half I, credit. Oh. Dude, my Zippo, I filled it. It says that you're supposed to, like, I think, hold your lighter fluid as you squeeze the lighter fluid into the, the cotton of the Zippo for, like, six seconds. Dude, I held it for, like, 60. This thing is drenched just to, like, just make certain that I'm not going to run out of fuel. And I run out of Flint. How am I supposed to know? Who the fuck checks the Flint on their Zippo? A responsible owner. <sighs> I have to go to go my ahead. Car. Go to your go to car. car. Excuse me. I refuse to run the show. So now we're all going to sit here in silence. You better be quick. All right. me to run the show. I come with all my stuff. Now you're letting all the heat out. Thank you for keeping the door closed. You said be quick. You said be quick. So I only had one option. Run out, leave the door open. I was raising a barn. Look, I have two Zippos to fucking salvage shit from. Now we're, we're maniacally tearing apart. We're breaking down all of our equipment. I, I have to. And rebuilding. Listen, I was... Nope, that one's no good. It's going to be this one. I'm in a great mood. I had a delicious and healthy, well-balanced breakfast yesterday. I don't know if it... I, don't, I wouldn't say well-balanced. It was well-balanced. <laughs> I had meat. I had... Are pancakes bread? Uh, I had starch. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I had from the three food groups. I had from meat, starch, and sweet. That's all I need. So as everyone was looking at me with disgust as I'm preparing my breakfast, um, when I was growing up, my father would make what's what he would call the sheep herder's breakfast. And it was in like a one of those big like uh, ceramic like baking trays. You talked about what you put on top of the poached eggs and the French toast already, right? The salt, pepper, uh, syrup. And syrup. I just wanted to make sure that everybody heard that correctly. Yeah. So that's not weird. It, it, it is. I understand it's weird. That's why I explained it to you. So right. we would still be friends. Uh, that's teetering. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, he would 
make his own uh, hash browns and line this this baking dish uh, with hash browns uh, with like crumbled up bacon, cr- crumbled up uh, sausage. Uh, baking? Uh, no, bacon oh, and cool. sausage. Uh, mixed with like peppers and onions and all that shit. And he would create little divots in the... Um, in this, in this shit, I'm sorry. No, he, he, I'm fucking this up. He made that base. Then he got one of those long Italian loaves of bread, and he would yes. slice off the top, the crown, as I call it, and the butt uh, on the bottom. So and, and drench it in, in eggs. So and, and made like a gigantic French toast. There you go. We're Nailed back, it. baby. Uh, so there's a gigantic French toast that he would lay across. Like you know when you go to the supermarket and you buy those like frozen um, garlic breads. Yeah, he would make those motherfuckers, uh, except just fresh, and then make the, like homemade French toast out of those without slicing it into segments. Lay that across the the top, and then make the divots in that, and put poached eggs in the top of that. Cover that whole motherfucker in natural maple syrup from the great state of New York. Okay, and then you would just take scoops of that motherfucker and eat all, everything all like together. And <clears throat> man, was it delicious! With the bread, he would toast the bread. He would make the French toast and lay it on top. Like make legit French toast, but he would make it as like an entire length Correct. of the loaf? Yeah. Okay. How many poached eggs do you think he had to make to like uh, cover? It was a dozen. So a dozen eggs would yeah, cover the it would, whole it thing? Would be, then... He would make it for like if there was a party. Oh, Or like family was over, you know, people were visiting or whatever. Right. It was like a nice like traditional sort of breakfast. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. And so ever since then, I have this thing where if I have French toast and eggs, mm-hmm. To bring me back to my childhood, I'll poach the eggs and put those on the the French toast. All right, good. Very good. I like that. See, if that was me and I brought it back to my childhood, I would then have to run into my room and get beaten by my dad for being <laughs> such a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah, so breakfast was delicious. A little, little interesting watching you with your breakfast, but after sharing that with me, now I completely understand. Uh, where you're coming from. The one thing that I think was missing from breakfast was some alcohol. I could have used a good stiff drink after that. Yeah. That would have been good. After all that like sweetness, I, I could have used a little a little drink. Gone home for a for a nightcap, but I just I pass out of my couch like a fool. Well, you must have been awake for a little while, right? A little while? Let me tell you what happened when I got home. I thought that I was gonna be on this fucking severe sugar rush. I thought that we were gonna go on a little PS4 and, and do a little gaming together. Uh, I got home. I said hello to the dog. <clears throat> I turn my TV on. I got a blanket out and a pillow just to get comfy on the couch as I play. I turn the PS4 on. Now, for those out there that have PS4, when you go up to that main screen, it shows you all your different logins, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's as far as I made it. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing I know, the wifey is waking me up hours later to a TV that's on with my fucking my screen just stuck on the PS4 load screen. I had no idea what was going on. I woke up in a panic. I woke up in a panic. So anyway, that was uh, that was our day or morning yesterday. Yeah. Uh, what are you drinking right now? I have. Uh, I'm I'm giving it a try. I've sipped it before. We sipped it last week. Obviously, you drank it last week. I don't know how I feel about this. The uh, High West whiskey. It's the American Prairie bourbon. Mm. Um, we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can tolerate it. Uh, it's it's eh, it's whatever. I like the bottle. The bo- sorry. Are we good? Sorry. Are we good? I forgot to put my phone on silent. I'm sorry. I, 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 I like the bottle. 
the way the bottle is done is very cool. And they don't fuck it up with using a screw top. Right. So, I mean, at least they, they kind of went all out. They use the cork. They have, it's like that old kind of like blown glass look. Yeah. So it has like, at first I thought it was like flecks of like sand or some shit like that in here, but I think it's like, it's like mini air bubbles. But obviously we're not buying whiskey for the, for the bottle. High West Distillery. It's got the horseshoe on it. it it's pretty cool. Um, it's just a shame that the whiskey really doesn't live up to the look of the bottle, in my opinion. See, I like it. Really? Yeah. Uh, I am drinking uh, Jameson Caskmates IPA edition because uh, I figure I'm smoking uh, Cult Blood Red Moon. I'm going with a sweet on sweet action. Good, good. I went, I went English, and I'm smoking the uh, Black House out of my Rossi author. Ah, I don't think we've smoked this in the show yet, have we? The Black House? I don't think so. I don't know if we have either. No, you've been doing opening night last week. And then I think And for the gameplay. Before that, I think I smoked the only English that I've smoked recently was at Magnum Opus. Right. Which is also made by Hearth and Home. Um this is I think more Let me show you before I talk about it. Like this is more smokier, more earthier than the the Magnum Opus is like a like a smoother English. Like this is more Latakia heavy. I think it's just it's just a smokier. English. Okay, how are you liking it? I like. I was choked on it. I like it. I don't know if I've really come across an English slash Balkan that I've gone. Nah, this is this is shit. You know, unless they start being fucking too cute and they start adding like too much shit in it to either like sweeten it up or like mute down that smokiness, which I I haven't smoked yet. <clears throat> I think, um, dude, that cherry is fucking incredible. This is no nightcap or squadron leader, but it's definitely, you know, if I was to have a top five of Englishes, I think this and the uh, Magnum Opus are definitely going in there. So I enjoy them. Black House. Well, we have some gameplay for you lined up, uh, but before we get to that, I'd like everyone out there to stop what you're doing. Now, I don't care if you are piloting an aircraft and preparing for your final descent. I don't care if you are driving a bus full of nuns. Whatever you're doing, just stop and raise a glass, because before our gameplay, I'd like to propose a toast, and this... Co uh, Good for you. Good for you. Get it out now. I think you were thinking of Space Ghost. <laughs> Nine. Coast to coast. Are you getting enough oxygen? I'm going to drink with you. Okay. This toast goes out to cartons of milk. Cartons of milk. Yes. There's few things in this world that I detest slash fear more than when somebody asks me the following dreaded question. Hey, can you smell the milk and see if it's still good? How many times do you ask that question? Uh, usually the kids will ask me. And usually mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the date will determine expiration. Right. Now, I understand that the date that's printed is the sell-by date, which means it's usually good for like a week after that. 
So if I see that the date, the sell-by date is on today or has passed, the milk just goes in the garbage. I don't even bother smelling it. But there are occasions <clears throat> where the kids are requiring milk for breakfast and maybe there's no alternatives or the wife is requiring milk to prepare dinner and there are no alternatives. Use YooHoo. Especially for the kids. Cereal. No milk. YooHoo. Milk substitute. You son of a bitch. I'm just, dude, just think how excited the kids would be if they're like, Dad, we're out of milk. Nope, I have a great idea. You who has yet to put out an apology. You, we haven't gotten an apology from you who? Not yet. I'm still waiting. Do you buy you who? Like, Not anymore. Do the kids? Nope. You who free house. You're you who free here. Yep. Okay. Until they offer an apology. Correct. All right. I'm okay. So you're not anytime soon. You're not putting yuho into uh, your children's cereal or substituting right. milk for yuho in any not, recipes. Nope. Okay. Because I will be goddamned if I put chocolate drink in anything that requires milk. That is fair. So uh, there are occasions where I have no choice but to sniff the milk, and I hate the smell of milk, but I really hate. If milk mm-hmm. is off, not sour, because you can tell when you pick it up, even before you pop it open, like, oh, this milk's fucked up. When it just starts to turn. Wait, hold on. When you, I'm confused. You, yes. by feel of the container. No, if it, like, not, I don't, you, uh, fuck me. Fuck. You okay? Barry! Two for two, or 0 for two. First, I got a nine, then I got a six, and they're right next to each other in this fucking 20 sided dice. These motherfuckers. Uh, I get the the clear plastic jug. Oh, okay. So when you go to grab it, now I understand. I can see if it's like chunky. Yeah, it's starting to like curdle. Right. Okay. Uh, And that, like if it starts curdling, that doesn't even get dumped in the sink. What do you do with it? I put it right in that garbage can out there. Full. Closed. Really? I can't. Can't do it. You can't do it. Now I'm really concerned. Wait, you can't do it for what reason? Because of the smell? Like it'll turn smell, your stomach? Smell, look, yeah. You don't like the look of no, curdled milk? can't do it. Yeah, I love cottage cheese. Explain that. Cottage cheese is delicious. But curdled milk? The, just the, the look of it. The devil's juice. Turned your stomach. The devil's juice. <laughs> okay. If the, right. demon, if the demon's out there, or the devil himself were to ejaculate, curdled milk. That's what it would look like and smell like. Not salty like the trees in Brooklyn. Right. It'll smell like rotten fucking spoiled milk. Yes. That is obviously the ultimate mm-hmm. um, the ultimate uh, uh, letdown. But when the milk is just starting to turn, mm. I really hate that because that's like a that's like ninja shit. Like the milk looks like it's good. Right. It's acting like it's good when I there's a whole process involved. Right, I see. So you test the viscosity of the yeah. milk. <laughs> yes. That's what you're yeah. doing. Like uh, Valvoline. So it's like Valvoline. Yeah. Valvoline. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you you you're you're like a, a, a like a five twenty guy, right? You check the viscosity. It looks good, but then you still kind of crack the top open for a little whiff. Yeah, but I can't. Like, I'm convinced. I'm not sure if this is true or not. But if something has been sealed for any length of time, mm-hmm. I'm convinced that when you first pop it, there's a stronger rush from the inside of the change of pressure. Okay. So when I have to sniff milk, here's the whole process. 
do we need it? Yes, we need it. We have to use the milk tonight. Yes. No other options. Mm. No. All right. Okay. So I open the fridge, and I look at the milk. I don't touch it. I just look at it. Mm. Looks like milk. I would hope so. Then I grab it, <clears throat> and I pick it up like quick. Like I jerk it up to see if it separates or does anything fucking stupid. Yes. Nothing. And mind you, like the date on it was yesterday. <laughs> it's not like it's had a complete material <laughs> breakdown. Right. But I did a little jerk. Okay. It looks good. Then I pop the top because I don't get the screw caps. I'm not a fucking animal. I pop the top and I just hold it like this. You hold it out. Yep. Arm's length away from your body. I give it like a second and then. To what? Why to are you giving it a second? first rush of air in case it smells bad. So it's, it's away from. Why don't you just put it on your head? That way it goes up. Why are you being such a dick? I'm just curious as to the mechanics that are being put into place as you test the milk. Safety mechanisms. I'm sorry. Right. Safety protocol. So then I, I get to maybe about like, uh, I don't know, what would you say? like About 18 inches. You're a foot and a half away. Yeah. And I... You start your sniffing procedure <laughs> from a foot and a half away. Okay. And then slowly what? You bring the jug to your yeah. face? Yeah. Because if it's... If it's Close to curdling, uh-huh. but not there yet. You can smell it from further away. So, oh, well, hold on, because now I, I truly want to understand the science behind this. If if the milk, <laughs> if the milk is close to curdling, you would smell more of the the, the milk gone bad if it's further away from you, as opposed to it's, right it's under more your nose. Potent, so you can smell it from further away. Oh, I understand. Yeah, I got you. Okay, so and then this process continues <laughs> until it's right here. And then I smell the right disgusting your nose. smell. Yeah. Then I smell the disgusting smell of milk. I mm-hmm. violently slap the cap on. It's good. Hold on. When the milk is good, you violently slap the yeah, cap on. Yeah, because I don't like the smell of milk, period. Okay. Um, now, I have a question. You say that if the milk is spoiled or bad or curdled, whatever, you will not dump it down the sink. Correct. You'll just take it and throw it right into your garbage. It goes into a plastic bag. I seal the plastic bag, I tie it shut, Okay. and the entire object goes into the garbage can. I see. So in wh- its intended state. What? What? Why not get the screw top then? Because <laughs> that way you don't have to go through the whole process I'll, of putting it in a bag. You just screw it closed and dump that bitch right into the fucking... I don't want to tell you because it's going to lead to more questions. I don't get the screw top mm-hmm. because when you use milk... Yes. When I use milk, if I pour it into like a bowl of cereal, perhaps, yeah, I'll then take a t- paper towel and I'll like wipe the uh, the like the divots from the the screw top. The divots, uh, like, like the threads yeah, on it. Yeah, thank you. That's what I'm looking for. The threads to make sure it's nice and clean. Then I'll screw the cap back on. Do you have a problem if you unscrew a milk, a milk jug and it's like that powdery leftover yes. milk? Yes. That that makes you mad, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. That the little flakes fall off. Yes. Fucking drives me crazy. This is fascinating. Yeah. Okay, so you need that like flimsy fucking like I don't even know what you call that. It's like a, a cap. Pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so, like it's like the top lip is slightly wider. In, by the uh, way, now I understand why fans of the show they're like we meander for minutes trying to figure out like just nonsensical <laughs> shit when I don't even know what a fucking cap is. Good. So the whole thing goes in a bag, goes right into the garbage. Yes. All right. This is fascinating. Um, first off, I'm like you. I will use the sell-by date as an expiration date. 
And if it goes beyond that, I have no problem sniffing it. But like we were talking about before we started recording, I I have sniffed glue more often than I've sniffed milk. Like I just do not find myself like putting my nose to the milk. If it goes beyond that date, I'm the only one in my house because, you know, obviously my son's away. My wife does not drink milk. She drinks almond milk, right? So I'm the only one using the milk. So if it goes beyond that date, dude, no questions asked. I just take it. I dump it in the sink. Even if it smells good, it doesn't matter. It goes right in the sink, right in the garbage. Right. I No fucks to give. I just throw that son of a bitch out. I can't be bothered with it. The worst is when during the summer, <clears throat> or well, before the kids are out of school or before they're back in when it's still very hot, but uh, they're in school. So like the, the end of September... Or the okay. beginning of June, right? right They're right. in school, but it's still very hot. They will prepare breakfast, and then th- they have this thing. They don't like drinking the milk out of the cereal bowl when they're done with their cereal. Why? I, I don't know. Both of them are like that. It's like un-American. Yes, I know. I've yelled at them several times. Nothing is worse than when I come home and I can smell it. Wait, hold on. Why? Hold on. What do they do with the bowl? They put it in the sink, and it's like a time bomb. With the milk still in it. Right. Why can't they? Look, look. I don't. Just go about 45 degree turn I with the hand. No. Spill the milk into I the sink. I don't. It's more effort to lay it down flat to make sure you don't spill anything. Exactly. But I think they're fucking with me. You think they're doing it on purpose? I think so. I think I've been too hard on them, and they know my weakness. How long, your, your whole process from the time that you open the refrigerator door mm-hmm. to your whole testing analysis of the milk to determine whether or not it's good or bad, how long, how many seconds do you think go by, or minutes? If maybe? I have to test it. If you think, if you knew that the expiration date if was If I'm suspicious of the milk. If you are suspicious of the milk, how long is the time that transpires from the, the, the second you open up the, the, I almost said the garage door, the refrigerator door? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to simulate it. Okay. Let's find so out. you're starting a timer now. Okay. He's, op- okay, so he's already opened up the refrigerator door. He's got the milk jug. He's shaking it to determine if it's curdled. It's now not curdled. He pops the top. He smells it, 18 inches, slowly bringing it to his nose. You take that many sniffs to really figure this one out. Okay. 17 seconds. We'll round up to 18. So a significant amount of time for your kids to just fucking stand and stare at you like you have an audience while you're doing this. <laughs> Good. The wifey's probably like, what the fuck is going on right now? Well, if she's home, she'll, she'll, she'll do it. I will not. I bet she handles it like a man. Yeah, she grabs the milk and pours it into something. See? Doesn't even check. Doesn't care. Doesn't fucking check. Neither like my son. Yeah. He smells good and there's lumps in it. <laughs> oh, you see. Well, that just adds to the con- like the consistency of the cereal. It makes it a little chunky. What what cereal? Uh well, let's just stick with your son. What what cereal does he eat? Whatever we buy. Like what? Anything you usually get like chocolatey cereal? Is like is it sweetened cereal? Um Sometimes he he is more into mm-hmm. if he had a favorite cereal right now I would say on the sweet end he likes uh, Fruit Loops but I think overall he is a fan of cornflakes. Okay, cornflakes I can understand that you're not going to drink the milk at the end because you're really not transferring a lot of flavor, flavor yeah. right into the milk. But Fruit Loops, yeah, I have to I gotta have a talk with your son when he gets here. I'm gonna have to talk to him. Yeah, I gotta find out what's going on here. I think they're trying to sabotage you. I, yeah, That's because what, I what happens is when I get home, it's been hot, and I don't have central air in the house. Right, right. So I'll have to flip the air conditioner on when I get home, but it's been mm-hmm. so hot, especially if I get stuck at work late. And then 
the milk is so fucked up in the bowl that it's got this curdled satanic semen on the top. And like a clear stank liquid on the bottom. And now what do I do? What am I supposed to fucking do with that? So then here's, I have to take like a pot holder and I grab. You can't even be bothered to touch the bowl. And I have to grab the edge of it and lift it up and watch all the fucking nasty semen go into the drain. But then it gets trapped by the drain. So what do you do? Like if it's chunky, I run like what do you do? Boiling hot water in it, and I walk <laughs> away. So you let the water run in the sink for minutes on end. I take my wallet out. I put my spare change, in my little jug that I keep all my extra change for the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I do all my like my 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 routine, okay. and then I'll come back. And by that point, the nuclear hot water has destroyed everything. Okay, the semen globules, as you would. <laughs> yeah, <Just> globules. <laughs> globules. <laughs> what a gross word. <clears throat> Okay, um, why not just why not just dispose of the milk at the sell by date, and then you won't have this problem? Because it's always good up until well, that because point. I don't use milk very frequently. Okay, like, I'm not a big cereal person unless there's nothing else to eat. Yeah, yeah, and I like eating cereal at night. All right, uh, my routine is I'll watch uh, a TV show of some description with a big bowl of cereal. Okay, uh, I like that. But that doesn't happen very often. Like, the milk is really there for the kids. Right, so my point is, obviously, you go into the refrigerator for other things. I don't think to check it every time I go in there. You should just take it and fucking throw it against the wall. And that'll teach people not to let it sit there and expire. Now clean it up! <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. To, I, I can see I'm alone in this. Uh, two milk gobjules. No, you're not. I mean, ugh. Um, <laughs> I just I don't I just dispose of it at the sell by date. Well, you're a fucking tougher man than me. Is that what you want to hear from me? No, but uh, no. Uh, look to sympathize with you. I will say that again. I'm the only person in my household that drinks the milk. So when you have four people in your household using the milk, then I can understand how it, it can become a little time sensitive. Where I get fucked up is mm-hmm. when because we do go through milk fast. Uh, when a new milk is bought, but we always buy the same brand. And I'm not aware. Oh. You know, like, and then I can lose track. Right, right. And I, I just don't have the mental wherewithal to check the date every time I open the... Okay. See, I have a sickness if we also get the same brand, and I only buy them in half gallons. So my refrigerator door, it has, like, one of those, like, little mini shelves on it that I could put stuff. So it's, like, just deep enough that I could put two half gallons next to each other. So the new one is always in the back. So I always know that when I grab the half gallon of milk that's in the front, that's the fresh one. So I grab it. I check the date. If it's expired, I do nothing because that has a screw top, and I just dump it right in the garbage. This is probably the first time that the wifey is hearing this, and she's probably wondering why she buys milk so often. <laughs> I'm throwing Love away Love and calcium milk. in this house. We got bones for days. I have, Listen, I have two weaknesses, and the other weakness will be a toast for another day, but it is slugs. Slugs. Yeah. Milk and slugs. My two... My two Fucking you, you have a problem with consistency. Yeah. Globules. <sighs> so, yep. to, to milk, to milk uh, semen gl- globules. Ugh. Thanks, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons.
Well, like you, I have an interest in finding out who did this because obviously I'm not looking to spend the rest of my life in this stone prison. I understand. I gotta say I'm a little surprised that they're forcing us to stay here, but they're still charging us for food. Yeah, funny how that works. Just think of how much money this place is going to make during this investigation. So it seems like from a financial standpoint, this place to... It seems to... <clears throat> seems very interesting. Take everybody's money while they force everybody to stay. I find that to be laughable. Well... I guess a dirty business like a casino is not above doing dirty tactics to make money. You've got that right. I'm not sure if I'd find it laughable if the gambling halls were open or closed during this. Well, sir, thank you for listening, and sure, hopefully we get out of here soon. And if you don't stop her, she stands up. Nah, she. I'm not gonna- and she gets smacked in the chest with a dagger. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, I'll just sit there just for a little bit. Alright, Harrison will put the book down. He gets up and he uh, he's going to take a walk. He wants to walk back over to where the... Uh, where that loud crash had occurred. He just okay. wants to see, you know, if the remnants of what happened are still there. He just yeah. wants to get an idea as to... It probably is, but it's blocked. So that whole area is yeah. blocked off. <clears throat> He's going to be the, the nosy guest and just kind of walk over that way. He assumes, like, guards are yeah. guarding it. So he'll walk up and be like, oh, what happened? What happened? Yeah, yeah, what happened? Why is this closed? What happened? And he looks at his compatriot and looks back to you. The, the murder? No, no, no. There was something else that happened. Some, some People are talking about some like crash that happened yeah. back here. Yeah, it's part of the investigation, sir. Yeah, what, what happened? Uh, we can't disclose that. I'm sorry. No, oh, come on. You can tell me. And I just kind of like lean in. Oh, Persuasion. What happened? <laughs> Sixteen. Uh, well, uh, you, obviously you know about the the murder. Um, back over here, that's the white lounge, and uh, somebody, something happened to the oven in the kitchen, and the oven ruptured. Nobody was hurt though. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, it was my concern. It really wasn't. <clears throat> Alright, well you guys are doing a great job. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. What happened with that woman? Thick. <laughs> she was stabbed, I guess. Oh my god. Do you think that can happen to any one of us while we're here? Uh, maybe if they don't catch the person who did it. All I know is I'm not going back home on furlough until uh, this is all solved. Oh my god. I'm not even supposed to be here today. 
This is my friend Randall. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need any videotapes? <laughs> You said she got stabbed with a dagger. Did you see it? No, uh, Randall, who saw it? Uh, that new guy, Melmech, I think his name is. Yeah, uh, one of the other guards saw it. We, we were not over in this area. Oh, okay. Where's that guy? I, I don't know. Oh, I, I gotta find him. Why? I'm just, I'm so curious. This is crazy. I gotta leave. Well, trust me, sir. We're uh, we're doing everything we can. All right, we want to leave too. Harrison is actually taking his pipe out. He's like packing his pipe out. He's just like so fat. He's like, oh my god, this is crazy. Dante and Randall are <laughs> yeah. rolling their eyes so hard that they could probably hear it. I give him a gallon of milk. <laughs> <laughs> and then I start going through all the eggs. <laughs> I'm so happy that you picked up on the reference. <laughs> I love that one. Um, I'll go play hockey on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, I try one more question. I'm like, uh, where are they keeping that girl? Probably down in the wine cellar, if I had to guess, but... Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, because if this takes long, I mean, she might start to smell. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good talking to you guys. All right. Enjoy your stay, sir. Yes, thank you. Hopefully, uh, you know, like I said, hopefully uh, Mr. Lunskins uh, solves this rapidly. I, I, I hope so. You guys have been great. You're What's your great name job. again? Uh, Johnny. Hey, what's up, buddy? No, I tell him. Oh, Harrison. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Mr. Harrison, you know, please try and stay positive. Yes. And yes. keep an eye on your back. Or your front, right? She got stabbed in the chest. Gotta yeah. be careful. Yeah. And I just gave him a little <laughs> little shot to the chest. <laughs> All right, boys. And I, I walk away. Hmm, wine cellar. All right. I'm just going to walk around. I feel like I'm like Sherlock Holmes. I'm going to walk around. With your pipe and With a my magnifying pipe. glass. Yep. Looking for clues. <laughs> <laughs> he puts on his fedora. Um, he's going to see if he can find his way down to this wine cellar. And now he's going to look for this. Would you say Melnick? Yeah. All right. So what are we, what are we doing first? We're going to try to get to the wine cellar? Yeah, yeah. And, it, and while I'm on my way there... Um, yeah, any any guards that I see, I just walk up to him like Melnick. Nope. You know where he is? Uh, no, I've I've only met him once. I, I'm not sure where he is. Oh, okay. All right, thank you. I'll keep walking. All right. Um, give me a flat twenty. Eighteen. All right. So one of the guys you ask. Oh yeah, he's uh, I think he's upstairs still. Third floor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's where I saw him last. All right, I'll, I'll go up there. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Who are you? Yeah. All right. Goodbye. And I just keep going. <laughs> All right. I'm. Uh, Harrison's going to go down. So he wants to get towards this uh, the wine cellar. 
Okay. Um, where is the wine cellar? I have no idea. Yeah, it's a very large place. Yep, I'm just going to wander around. Okay. He's just going to see how far he can go, you know, without getting beat up. Or <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to see how far you can push this. Um, so eventually you would come across uh, a guarded hallway. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. No, uh, no admittance. Oh. All right. He's not going to press his luck. What's down there? Uh, it's uh, storage. I'm looking for a bathroom. Oh, uh, every your room should have a chamber pot. No, they, they, something happened to it. They, they, it's, it's bad. It's very bad. Oh, we'll have another one delivered to you. Oh, thank you. Who do I see? I'll, I'll talk to the Mater D. What room? Thank are you? you. All right, and I turn around and I start walking away. <laughs> Fucking guys. <laughs> All right, he'll he'll go back to his room. He, I, for the rest of the night, I think he's just going to sit in his room and he's just going to wait for the rapping on the door. Oh, well, you're not going to have to wait because uh, the spike is waiting for you at your door. Oh, good, good, good. All right, so I walk up, I see him. Uh, how may I be of service? Ah, you've uh, you've been asking a lot of questions, I hear. Well, not just me, but it seems a lot of people, they'd like to leave. Well, since you are taking such an active role in this uh, investigation, for your stay, uh, dinner and drinks are on the house. Oh, so kind, thank you. What have you learned? It seems as though, uh, why don't we step inside? And I open up the door. All right. And he follows you in. Okay. I'll close the door behind and I stab him in the throat. No. <laughs> um, are you aware of the victim's past? Yes. Uh, one of her right, former Alice. associates uh, informed <clears throat> us of, of her past. Do you think it's at all possible that the gentleman who pointed in my direction may have actually been this former lover of hers that's trying to deflect since he was, in fact, sitting in front of her? Uh, it's possible. I mean, we, we cross-examined him a few times. It seems that he's a simple minor um, from Thunderview Bluff uh, working for... Uh, the name escapes me. The, the, the copper claw, the copper, copper something uh, mining outfit. Uh, there's like five or six of them that are all here. Mm. What kind of dagger was used? I believe just a nondescript steel dagger, if I remember correctly. Mm. I haven't examined the body yet. You wouldn't mind. I would like to accompany you during that examination. I'm just not quite sure why the testimony of her former friend was dismissed so quickly. Who says it was dismissed? Oh. It seems as though not a lot of attention was being put into the interrogation of her former friend. He smiles and puts a hand on your shoulder as he's turning to leave. You're not the only one who plays his cards close to the vest. I knew there was something about you that I liked. We're not enemies in this. No, we're not. And I would wish you would stop acting so adversarial. Oh, I am not adversarial. It's just put yourself in my shoes. Somebody points the finger at you and says that you've committed a murder. You know, it's a little 
puts a bad taste in your mouth. All I'm trying to do is clear my name and move on from this place. Well, we operate on the presumption of innocence. You don't have to clear your name. Well, that's good to know. As for the body, uh, I'll think about it. Well, I'll be here. I know. Thank you, sir. Enjoy the food. Much appreciated. And Star is ready to go at any minute. (laughs) Just ready to throw hands. Uh, And he will leave. Okay. Okay, I think I'm just, uh, I hang out in the room for the rest of the night. All right. And that brings us to the morning. On the plus side, mm-hmm. uh, this this uh, head of security seems to have taken a liking to you for whatever reason. So we can eat wherever we want. Uh, we can drink wherever we want. So we don't have to worry, really worry about food unless you want to go and try to gather intel or... Well, of course, going to any restaurant will have, you know, obviously a dual purpose. I'm going to eat and, again, put my ear out there and observe, see if there's anything worth uh, noting or reporting in regards to this homicide. Um, so what options do we have? Obviously, I went to the uh, the more casual place. We're going to oh, stay uh, away from that. All right, so uh, the White Lounge is closed. Uh, that's where the one of the incidents happened. So we have the coffee room and we have the very fancy, uh, although it's not open, the Le Lumiere. Mm. So it's really, not open because it's, it's dinner only. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, so so maybe. we have the coffee room and we have the Rocky Oyster. All right. We're going to go to the, uh, to the coffee room. All right. Uh, this is more like a, like an open air bistro. Um, okay. It's right in the dead center. If you had to guess, the dead center of um, this casino and it's open air so like maybe three four hundred feet up it's like an actual opening oh okay. you can see the sky right um, it's covered by glass it's not you know open open uh, but it's nice and bright in there um, you can tell that the windstorm is over oh good, good. you can see the sun shining through right so and once we finish this investigation if we get out of here. It seems as though it's clear enough to make the pass of yes. the, uh, the bridge. Okay. So this is seat yourself. You just kind of yeah. walk in and sit down. Okay. So I'll, I'll do just that. All right. So in. they have like breakfast pastries, uh, coffee. Um, what a good meat pie. Oh. Yes. Minced meat pie. Yes. It's actually a little sweet. They put juniper berries in it. It's a secret ingredient. This sounds delicious. Yeah. I will take that in a cup of your fine morning brew. Alright. Um, when is the last time you think you've had coffee? Probably weeks. Well, this is very good coffee. Uh, we probably won't have to use this at all, but give yourself a plus one to dexterity Ooh. for the day. Excellent. Very potent coffee. Really? I like this uh, while you're doing that, if you were to, uh, the, this place is pretty sparsely packed. Um, okay. There are a few people, um, 
just kind of hanging out, um, waking up, working off of hangovers maybe. Uh, if you had to guess, last night, had you gone to a tavern, uh, you would have found lots of revelry. People are kind of stuck in here, and they were blowing off some steam. Mm. So there's significantly less people milling around, more probably for hangover purposes than anything else. Right. Lots of the people who are in here are either just not drinkers or they're very bleary eyed. Okay. Well, just like the last time, I'm just going to sit down and eat and observe, and that's it. Not really strike up a conversation with anybody. Uh, give me a flat 20. Eat. All right. Nothing of note. All right. So I'll finish up eating and drinking my coffee. And uh, that's it. I'll just I'll wander the halls. You know, I'm just gonna walk around. Okay. Uh, I, Harrison's hope is to hopefully, uh, what's his name, comes by and actually agrees to have him accompany him into the wine cellar to investigate the body. Well, he doesn't make an appearance at least this morning. Uh, but you do end up overhearing somebody calling for Malmec to uh, get back to his post. Okay. So you see a guard. Um, he's on the second floor near the entryway balcony. What, they're like shouting in the place, like shouting at Melmic to... Not like across the room, but you hear like, a, Melmic, get back to your post. And you see this, uh, this dwarf with uh, a long red beard uh, wearing guard uniform, a guard uniform, making his way back over to the other side of the balcony. Okay. How many dwarven guards are there? It's mixed. Okay, so it's not like he stands out as no. being the only one. Where's the owner of this place been? All right, so now that I know what Melmic looks like. It, you said it's upstairs from where I am. That's yeah. not blocked off? No. It's on the floor where your room is. Oh, okay. All right, so I'll, I'll work my way upstairs. And um, now that female Alice said that Melmic was the one that, that found. was right, found her, but not questioned Alice. Right. He wasn't involved in the interrogation. The, the only part that he was involved in is he found the body and he was upstairs for most of the day yesterday. Okay. All right. I'm going to work my way over to him. Okay. Um,. Is it Dwarven or Dwarvish that they speak? Dwarvish. Dwarvish. Okay. So Harrison will walk up to him, and in Dwarvish, he says, Dwarvish or Common? And he's Just trying to be respect, like you understand. He's trying to do it in like a respectful way. Like, yeah. oh, do you like? Um, most people in Debrin are bilingual in both, so he kind of looks at you like, either way. I said, "How's your day going?" I'll talk to him in common. Uh, it's a better word. Hey, wait a minute. You're the guy. And so are you. You're the one who who first found the body, right? Yeah, but you're the guy that they they think did it. Yeah, but I'm sure that's been that's been cleared up by now. Hmm. I don't know if it has been. 
No, I think it has. I think it has. You don't see me hanging. Nah, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, you think? Hmm. You think? But what did you see that makes you think that it would have been me? Um, just from what I heard, I found the body. I didn't see you at all. Was there anything about the body that maybe stands out to you? Yeah, a big dagger hanging out of her chest. So it was a big dagger. Well, I'm just... Not semantics. A, a dagger. I don't know. I didn't measure it. So now, just a regular dagger. <sighs> Seems like you, you like to embellish things, Melmic. No? I don't, no, I don't embellish anything. Well, you seem to be just taking the word of random strangers that happen to be drinking and point in my direction. And What makes you think anyone was drinking? Were you drinking? I was drinking. Oh, so maybe you blacked out. You don't remember doing it. Is that what you're telling me? Are you confessing? Am I confessing? Do you have a dagger on you? No. Because maybe your dagger ended up in her chest. I think that's a little crazy. Well, this is the type of stretch that you're making with your accusations. Well, you were—you just told me you were drinking. You blacked out. No, those were your words. I'm very controlled with my alcohol, unlike you dwarves. Oh, okay. I see how this is. Well, anything else I could do for you today? No, in all seriousness, was there anything outside of the large dagger that was protruding from her chest? Was there anything unusual about the body? Not that I remember. Anybody linger around when you got down there? Like, did anybody stand out that maybe felt a little odd that considering there was an explosion in the kitchen and now a dead woman on the ground? That tends to make people run, myself included. You being a hero... And I respect you and thank you for your service. You run towards danger, which you did. And again, I appreciate that. But was there anybody in the track that seemed like it was a little odd that they were maybe hanging around for too long? No. So everybody seemed to split. Everyone seemed to act appropriately. See, including myself. I'm glad we've established that. Thank you, Melnick. <laughs> play these mind games with you. All right, I um, I don't have anything else to talk to this guy about, right? Yeah, I'm gonna slip into my room. Okay. <laughs> what do they call these things? I feel like I'm at one of those um, crossroads. No, 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 not at a crossroads. A uh, those like murder mystery dinners. Ah, yes. All right, he's just going to hang out in his room for a little bit. Probably going to take a little nap. Okay. You can't sleep. The coffee. Oh, shit. He's very jittery as he yeah. lays down. Yeah. Just, the thoughts are just racing through his head. He's trying to figure out like what he can do to help solve this so he can be on his way. Poor Citadel is just like hanging out in the woods waiting. <laughs> I mean, I've left him in worse places, but... Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, I'll just hang out in the room for, you know, a couple of hours, two, three hours, and see if, uh, what's his name, actually comes back to the room. He does. He, he a little rapping at the door. All right, I get up. I open up the door. And, uh... So it's Gosler, and, uh... He invites you to the crime scene. Mm. 
All right, so I accompany him. All right. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the restaurant or do you want to start with where the murder actually No, happened? let's start with the restaurant. All right. <clears throat> and I, I look at him as we're walking to the restaurant or if we're already at the restaurant. Like, has anybody thought that maybe these two were connected? That maybe the explosion in the kitchen was a distraction for the murder that took place in the track? Of course. That's exactly what we think happened. So what caused the explosion? From what we can gather, uh, something happened to the oven. And that caused a, a small uh, explosion, but enough. Uh, it blew out some windows and rattled some of the, the flashings on the walls. Um, no significant damage, mm. but enough to, to distract. Uh, there was, I wouldn't say it was an injury, but uh, one of our cooks... Uh, while he was running, afraid that there was going to be a larger explosion, uh, fell and and twisted his ankle just at the threshold between the restaurant and the, the track. Who has access to the kitchen where the oven is? I would imagine the cooks, guards. Yes, yeah, staff. And after interviewing all of them, nobody appeared to be not where they belonged? Just the, the cook who injured himself. He was the only one that ran. But, I mean... Did he run because he... You believe he had something to do with the explosion? No, I just believe he's a coward. Mm. The other cooks uh, allegedly stayed to put out the fire. Small fire from the, uh, the, the explosion. Uh, he ran. And you chalk it up to him being a coward. As of now, what caused the explosion in the in the oven? Uh, we're still working on that. Are you familiar with these matters at all? Exploding ovens. Ooh. <laughs> uh, materials that may have caused the explosion. Uh, I I wouldn't say that I'm an expert on explosive material. But I would say you would think that <clears throat> it should be with relative ease one would be able to determine what was in the oven that should not have been there. Well, let's take a look. Let's do that. So you go through the uh, the, the restaurant. It's not messed up at all. You can tell like everything is left the way it was when everyone ran from their tables. Okay. So leftover food that's starting to kind of go bad. Um, tipped over chairs. Um Nothing was, from what you can tell, nothing was touched. When we get into the kitchen, uh, that is a little more, I don't want to say cleaned up, but there was activity in there after the event. Uh, and he brings you over to the oven, and we can examine this uh, this oven with a gas range on, or a fire range on top. Wait, say that one more time? It's an oven with okay. a range on top. It's like a wood-burning stove. Right, right. Okay. I was going to say gas range, but we don't have that technology. No, not, not quite yet. Dwarves are good, but not that good. <laughs> not that good. All right. I just, I look to him and I say, may I? Please. And I'll kind of crouch down and I'll look in, inside the oven. Uh, give me a... Investigation. Sixteen. Okay. 
uh, you do recognize saltpeter residue on the wall of the oven. Saltpeter? Yes. As being a component in incendiary devices? Yes. So I look to him and I say, are you familiar with the material known as saltpeter? Uh, I feel like I've heard of it, but I'm not quite sure what it is. So I, I look around for something sharp, like a like a knife or like a butter knife. or Yeah. And so I'll go, I'll grab it, and then I just gently start scraping some of this residue from the uh, from the wall. Okay. And I just kind of collect it on the tip of the blade as it falls to the bottom of the of the oven. I just collect it on the tip of the blade and I hold it out and I say, "You have any?" Uh... I, I look around for like fire, like a lantern or something like that. Is that any fire around here? Uh, yeah. Because this he... is, I'm, I'm assuming the saltpeter is flammable, right? Right. So, so he goes out and he grabs like an oil lantern and mm -hmm. brings it in. And I say, step back. And he puts it down. Yeah. And I just take the small amount and I just kind of toss it into the lantern. Yeah, and it, it flares up enough where the glass cracks. I wouldn't say it explodes. Right. But it's like, and the glass kind of cracks. Well, here's the start of your explosion. Is that, I'm supposing, is not like a common ingredient in food? No, actually, this is something that you would never find in food. Hmm. Is there anything distinctive about it? Does it have a smell? Does it... Would I know that about saltpeter? Yeah, you would, you would know. It, it has a, a smell. Okay, so I'll describe as best as I can the, the smell. All right, so he takes people. some more residue from the inside and kind of sniffs it. He says, uh, what do you suppose the chances are that one of our staff has the same smell in their fingers? I would say it's very likely because saltpeter is not something that washes off by just rinsing your hands in the sink. Okay. I would maybe start with the coward cook. That's what I was thinking. Uh, are you going to join him if he allows me to yeah yeah so uh you guys start making your way uh to the fourth floor where the staff is so third floor is security mm. fourth floor is staff fifth floor is the boss ah yeah we're getting there we're getting there i feel like i'm in that old nintendo kung fu game <laughs> just <laughs> working my way up the levels uh so we make our way up and uh he brings you to his holding room and knocks on the door and the the guy answers the door can, can i can i help you oh i look at what's his name uh so like he, i'm being polite it's not yeah, my investigation yeah. i'm just tagging along so he uh trying to be coy oh just uh checking up on you may we step in Sure. Who's that guy? Oh, um, this is Mr. Harrison. He's uh, he's assisting us with this investigation. He's a doctor. He just wants to check you out. And he kind of looks at you and gives a quick wink. And you guys enter the room. And he walks over to the bed and sits down. The doc, the cook. Yeah. Okay. I say, please relax. Tell me, are you hurt? I heard you took a fall. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm okay now. I think it was just a, a little twist in my ankle, uh, but I'm okay now. 
Oh, let me let me see. Is he wearing shoes? Uh, yeah. So he uh, he kicks off his shoes and. Well, I help him take the shoe off. Okay. And then I just examine the shoe. I look at the bottom of the shoe and see if I'm looking for residue. Obviously. Right. Uh, give me investigation. Eighteen. Uh, you see oil and like grease residue on the bottom of the shoe. That you would naturally find from being Probably. in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So I, I put the shoe down and, uh, you know, I start to just take his foot and gently, you know, just articulate his foot to see where his, his pain level would be. Give me uh, insight. natural 20 so as you're rotating his foot you get the feeling that he's wincing on purpose okay so I'll play along so I take my index finger on my left hand which foot is it to his right Uh, his right foot okay so I take my index finger on my left hand and I just kind of put it above that that bone that protrudes on the outside of your ankle and I just kind of hold it to the like the upper part of that and I say here right that's where the pain is Uh, and I just kind of push yeah and he's like oh ouch yeah all right I think you you have a fairly significant sprain let me uh when you fell how did you fall uh you fell forward yeah yes uh, let, let me see. Here, sit down. Sit down. Okay. And obviously he's already sitting down. But I say, let me let me see your hands. And he shows you his hands? Like palms up, sir. Palms up. Okay. And I examine. I say, oh, some abrasions, I see. And then I, I'm holding his hand. I just turn his hands over and I look under uh, his fingernails. Okay. To see if there's any kind of residue under his nails. And as you're looking, his door bursts open and Malmec is there. We have a problem. We need to go now. And the spike turns around. What is it? The body. And they both grab you, and you start making your way out unless you stop. Uh, I still have his hand. So as they're pulling me, I just lean in to sniff his hand very awkwardly. (laughs) Uh, Give me a flat 20 to see if you could do it. Uh, You know what? Give Give me a sleight of hand. Seventeen. As you're leaving, you can smell the saltpeter on his hands. Okay, so they they pull me away from him. Yeah. And now we're we're on the way out the door. Yes. And I turn. I keep forgetting the dude's name. That's why I keep saying the guy. Uh, Gosler. Gosler. Yeah. Thank you. In my mind, I'm thinking Ryan Gosling. <laughs> so I keep <laughs> wanting to say Gosling. Um. So I turn to Gosler and I say. Uh, you you might want to smell his hands quietly. I say to him. All right. So as he he acknowledges you as you're quickly making your way down, and uh, you get to this guarded hallway, and Malmec looks at you. He's I- I'm sorry, sir. This is not for guests. This is only for security personnel. And. Gosler uh, tells Malmec, no, he, he can he can accompany us. He's been helping us with the investigation. And Malmec looks at you and looks back to Gosler and, and says to him, uh, trust me, sir, you may want to leave him here. 
what seems to be the issue. We'll, we'll be back momentarily, uh, sir. And he grabs Gosler, and Gosler just tells you, just give me a minute. Okay. And they disappear down the stairs. Are you going to wait for him, or are you going to... Yeah, because now I'm very curious. Okay. I'll actually... Are there guards blocking this, yeah. this way? Okay, yeah. yeah, so I'll just hang out there. All right, so after some time, uh, they come back up. And uh, Malmet kind of walks past you and kind of smirks at you as he walks past. Gosler comes up with his hat. And he's like like in his hand and he's rubbing his head with the palm of his hand while he's holding his hat. So, well, things just got complicated. Somebody stole the body. I'm sorry. The body's gone. How can a body just disappear? How could a body just disappear? The man's hand smelled like salt, Peter. 100%. He was also faking his ankle injury. He was. How do you know? Because his wince was highly overacted, considering I was hardly even moving his foot. I've seen that in my children. See? We're getting to know each other. You have children. Mm. Interesting. Well, what to do about this body? Well, who's guarding the body? Uh, I'm going to go collect the night crew now. For the time being, uh, you have access to the crime scene. I don't believe you stole a body. I, uh... I'm going to have to figure this out. Mr. Smeltbrew is growing increasingly irritated. Have you had deliveries come and go after this place was shut down? No. We're not scheduled for delivery for another four days. So no carts or carriages have left this place? No. I think this is turning into a bigger problem than what you originally thought. Not only was a distraction created for the murder of this woman, but why exactly would somebody want to steal the body if the only evidence was a dagger in her chest? I don't know. I may be out of my depth. We might have to send word to the Thunder Force. Well, that's going to be interesting. Who, uh... I'm sorry, aside from everything. Who was who the owner of this place? Uh, Lostrom Smeltbrew. And his wife, Kimberly. Perhaps you can grant me an audience with Mr. Smeltbrew. Oh, I will do my best. I think based on your last statement, it would behoove you to do so. Okay. I'll wait in my room for your work. Okay. All right. What is the plan? Um... <clears throat> I think I have to pay. Can we get coffee? Yeah. Let's get some coffee. Okay. 
So are we going to hang out in the room and just wait? Or are we going to get out into that crime scene? Or what, what are we going to do? Well, since it appears that I have kind of like free reign to, to walk around and investigate. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to the crime scene. Okay. So I'm going to go back to the kitchen. Um, you know, taking a look inside of the oven, I discovered that salt pepper. I just want to take a look and see if there's any other residue because it seems like that salt pepper caught my eye. I just want to see if there's anything that I missed there. Do kind of a like a cursory examination of the kitchen and then move on from that into where the uh, they have it roped off where she was killed. All right. Give me an investigation for the kitchen. Natural 20. Wow. What's going on today? You're rolling like a champ. Natural 20. Uh, nothing else that you can detect. Good. <laughs> That's wasted. <laughs> All right. So at least I know it was only the salt pepper. The salt pepper was the yeah. cause of the explosion. And obviously now we can tie that to the cook. It was a faker. Uh. Would you go talk to the cook yourself, or are you going to... Well, I'm going to continue with okay. the... Uh... All right, so we're going to head out to the racetrack? Yes. All right, so if you go to the racetrack, you can see um, cricket and ice fall, and even buckwheat. Kind Fighting of, over who won the race. <laughs> kind of milling around, ah. chewing on the grass. Mud flipper is even over there somewhere. Good, good. Uh... And we have the scene where the woman was found with uh, some old blood on the floor. Okay. All right, so I'll, I'll just take a look around. Um, and obviously the, the pool of blood that remains is right where I was standing next to this woman. Yes. <laughs> So now going and recalling how exactly I was standing next to her and where the pool of blood is, presumably from her chest, which direction did she fall in? It seems like she fell backwards. She fell backwards. So it's safe to assume that she was stabbed from in front of where um, yeah. I was sitting. Okay. The guy that had ID'd me, where was he sitting or standing in relation to... In front of you to the right. Like right there? Like directly no, in front maybe, of you to the maybe right? Maybe like, uh, like 20, 10, 20 feet in front of you. Okay. All right. Okay, so I'm going to leave that area. I'll leave that area. I, I do. I want to talk to the chef, but I want to see. Again, Dr. Penn. Is uh, Gasselier around? Not at the moment. Okay. I'm going to wait for him. Because I have I have a uh, I have a question for him. Okay. So I'm kind of on like standby. All right. Um, 
Oh, actually, what I want to do is, if I can, I want to work my way down to the wine cellar. See if they'll let me down there. Let's give it a shot. Yep. So there's two guards standing uh, by the wine cellar. Uh, or the hallway, at least, that you believe leads to the wine cellar. And, uh, sir, sir, can't let you through. Uh, your head of security, Mr. Gosselier, has given me the authority to come down here and investigate the crime scene. Give me deception. Twelve. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. He told us uh, nobody's to come in or out. Apparently something's happened downstairs on yeah. the night shift. Oh, I know. You haven't heard? Uh, yes, we, we know what happened. Okay. All right, I'll be back then. All right, sir. Have a good day. Yes, thank you. All right, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna retreat back to the main lobby. Okay. I would think that's probably where most of the people are gathering, right? It's um, a kind of a open. We're getting towards like afternoon time. Okay. Um, I would say a lot of the people are probably either at the Rocky Oyster or one of the ta- uh, the taverns. Okay. <clears throat> The main lobby, though, would be a good, like, vantage point. That, that's where the stairs are that lead mm-hmm. up and down. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of sit there. That's where the, the sofa was, right, that I was talking with Alice, right? So I'm just going to kind of, just kind of, is there a bar around? I'll grab myself a nice scotch. Uh, the bar that's closest is the cross-eyed cricket. Okay. I think I'll make my way there. I just want to grab a drink. I just want to make myself comfortable. Okay. So when you walk in, uh, there's quite a few people in here. Uh there is a bard uh, strumming a lute, trying to keep people entertained. The bard does not look happy. Nobody, at this point now, we're on the second day. Right. The people who are supposed to have checked out have not. The employees who are supposed to have gone home have not. So people are starting, like, the irritation level is up a notch. But order is still being maintained. Okay. Uh, so the bartender comes over, and uh, he's, oh, welcome, sir. Haven't seen you around here yet. Just looking for a nice, stiff drink. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Franklin Roach is my name. Oh, pleasure to meet you. I'll take... Uh... We have uh, we have some drink specials. Oh. We have two specials. Uh, we have the un- <laughs> the unlucky gin. Uh, people usually get that after they get wiped out. They get the uh, unlucky gin. Good, good. Uh, and we have the Belheim Slingshot. It's a famous drink in Belheim. Is it now? Oh, yes. Very stout. Ooh, I'll take one of those. All right. And uh, he gets a little shaker and he starts mixing some stuff together. Mm. Um, It's basically like a Manhattan. Oh, nice. Okay. And uh, he sets it down in front of you. Now, be careful with that, Sonny. I'll sip it cautiously. And I just take it in my hand and I sit down on the chair and I put my back to the bar. Just kind of gaze out over the crowd. Are you going to drink this thing it, slowly okay uh give me a constitution saving throw oh jesus christ hold on <laughs> how the fuck did we do that what do i gotta do here um, do you have it as a um proficiency no my uh it's it's a d20 plus your ability modifier plus proficiency bonus if you have one. 
And you're... No, I'm Dex and Intelligence. Okay. So the difficulty for this is going to be... I failed. It's what? I was going to say eight. Nope, I failed. Okay. (laughs) What'd you get? A six. Okay. Uh, You're feeling a little loopy. Just from sipping this fucking thing. Holy shit. Yeah, it's it's a stout drink. Okay. Uh, they call it a slingshot because people will come here and drink it and end up going right back to Belheim <laughs> in a blackout <laughs> right across the bridge. Ah, that's awesome. All right, good. <laughs> All right. So I just I put it down on the bar. Not that I'm not going to finish it, uh, but I do place it on the bar. I realize that getting a little little tipsy a little too quickly, so I'm just gonna yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. slow it down. Okay. Because I'm hoping to seek an audience <clears throat> with the owner of this fine establishment. So I, I don't want to go in there all drunk. Right. So again, I just have my back to the bar. I'm just, you know, one of those things. I'm smoking my pipe. I'm looking over the crowd. Okay. <clears throat> Listening for something of interest. Yeah. And now I'm more concerned with, I don't know if, you know, Harrison now sees himself. He's kind of going around. People might see him now maybe walking around with Gosselier. Yeah. You know, I'm just looking to see if anybody's eyeballing me in kind of a very precarious me, uh, sort of way. Give me perception with disadvantage. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's... Uh, 23. Come on. I rolled an 18 and a 19. That shit fucking straightened out my third eye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you don't notice anyone eyeballing you, but you do notice two men who you are 23? Yeah. You are positive are off-duty guards. Okay. Sitting by themselves at a table? or Yeah. Like, does it look like they're like undercover off-duty no, guards? Or no, they're just it looks like trying to blow off steam? looks like they're talking shop. Okay. <clears throat> All right, I um. Is there like an open table near them? Yep. All right, so I take my drink and I'm just gonna kind of work my way over there, and I'm gonna keep them maybe at like my by seven o'clock. Okay. You know, not directly behind me, but yeah, you know, over my shoulder. All right. Um. So with the roll that you got, I'm not gonna make you roll again. Um. So you're you're listening to them, and they are complaining about Malmec. Oh, really? Uh, things like the, this rookie is screwing everything up. Um, one of them, one of the two guys even says, uh, you know, they're going to find out that he pulled the guards on the night shift. They're going to find out and they're going to kick his ass because apparently now I'm here and the body's missing. Okay. Uh, the other guy says, yeah, but what's the point of giving somebody a bathroom break if you're going to go take a bathroom break? That's stupid. That doesn't make any sense at all. This is turning into a little Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. They're on a plane to some fantasy island where all of your wildest <laughs> dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All your illegal fantasy dreams. It's like a combination of Disneyland and hedonism. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
All right, so I'm just going to continue to sit there. I think that's that's more of an, a big enough nugget for me. Yeah. So and then they talk about other stuff that you don't really understand, like shop talk. Right. Basically. Right. Right. Okay. All right. I uh, as I'm drinking, I just kind of look over to the bartender to see that he's not staring at me to see if I'm going to put down that whole fucking drink because I I think at this point Harrison realizes that Ooh. any more sips from this <clears throat> and somebody's going to have to carry him to his room. So if he is granted an audience with the owner, we're we're gonna have a big problem here. So nope, uh, he's not really paying attention. Excellent. I think I'm going to leave that drink on the table and head out of the bar. Okay. Um, I just take one more glance over. <coughs> Excuse me. I just take one more glance over at that table just so I can get like a mental image of what those two off-duty guys look like. Yeah, you you remember because you remember what they looked like on duty. So oh, so I recall them being off yeah. duty because I remember running into them yes. or seeing them at some point during the thing. Okay, all right, good. Um, all right, at this point, it's getting later in the day. Uh, it's like late afternoon. Okay, I might go back to my room to take a little nap. Okay, work off this. Little what have you been having Star do this whole time? Whatever he wanted to do. Okay, so he's been kind of just exploring. Unless you requested him for something. No, no. And as a matter of fact, I would think that he was just being comfortable in the room, kind of sitting on the balcony and doing his own thing. Yeah, he's been doing a little bit of that, a little bit of this. Right. Going to get something to eat here or there. Yeah, so nothing. Um, it's not like I instructed him or asked him to no. do anything. It's when you go into your room, you can tell he's been getting a lot of room service. So he's not big on going to the restaurants and enjoying right. himself. He brings food to him. If you had to guess, looking at the scraps left behind, like he orders just enough food to sustain him for that day. Right. He's very minimalist. Okay. Does he wear shoes? No. No shoes? No. His feet are wrapped. Oh, okay. And his robes are made of like skins and furs. Human skins? Unknown. Oh, oh. unknown. The skins of his enemies. Skins of some kind. <laughs> All right, good. All right, so I find my way into the room. Uh, and I just, I say, I know I'm not getting any verbal response from him, but I just mentioned to him, like, well, this investigation has really taken a turn. And he turns to regard you. And you can tell by the look on his face, like, he's interested in hearing more. Now, you don't know if that's because he's curious or just because he's decided that he's your friend. But mm. he's interested in hearing more. And I sit down on the couch. Or the chair. Yeah. Whatever's in the room. So I, I can't believe you gave me that look, thinking, making me feel as though you thought that I may have been involved in this. And uh, he slowly nods and he puts his hands together in his little prayer motion and kind of bows his head. So I just kind of catch him up as to what's going on. I explain how there was a diversion and explosion in the in the kitchen, and ultimately it led to this woman dying. And now, surprisingly enough, her body has disappeared. I said, "So maybe, if you're interested, maybe you know, on your own time, if you want to, maybe take a look around and see if there's anything that you can uncover as to where this dead woman's body may have disappeared to." Welcome back to the number one podcast about milk. Uh, all things milk. All things milk all the time. 
Yes. Well, we were talking about the uh, uh, food. Wait, what the fuck was it? Uh, I was trying to bring it up when we were talking about breakfast. The the points of food that you're supposed to eat. What the fuck do they call that? The Department of Agriculture puts it out. You see the it on food the, pyramid. The food pyramid. Yes. I'm sure milk's on there someplace. As a personal point of privilege. Point of privilege. I prefer to use that pyramid upside down. You invert the pyramid. Yes. Okay. Because I think the food pyramid is a pyramid scheme. The government has set up a pyramid scheme in the Department of Agriculture. Let's let's. That's the USDA. Based on 2,000 calorie diet intake. Let's look at the food pyramid, please, shall we? Please do. Shit, I want to look something up. I forgot. So, yes, the mm-hmm. Food and Drug Administration has put out this horrid uh, pyramid. Let's get the image. Ah, I see. I don't know if we're looking at the same one, though, but... Mine has pictures on it. Yeah, so does mine. It's very adorable. So, on... Uh, I'm going to look at the vegan food pyramid. I'm looking at the healthy eating pyramid. So, on the bottom, uh, it looks like a pair of red socks in the middle. On the left are some weights and a tennis ball. And on the right is a salad with, looks like a mushroom and piece of tomato. And then above that, we have uh, oils. To the right of that, whole grains. And to the left, vegetables and fruit. Above that, nuts, seeds, berries, and tofu. Okay, I'm done with this conversation. And then we have fish. Mm-hmm. Above that, whoop, we have uh, some dairy and eggs and yogurt. And all the way to the tippity top, a loaf of bread, looks like a can of beer, a stick of butter, a razor blade, I think. A razor blade? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And outside of the pyramid are vitamins, red wine. They don't even have, there's no cannoli pancakes on this motherfucker. See, I don't don't believe in that pyramid. I don't believe in it. Where is there room for spotted dick? That should be at the base of the pyramid. You know? It should be. Have we decided, are we going to make spotted dick or are we going to? What do you want to do? If we're going to make it, I got to tell the wifey. She'll make it. Yeah, let's make it. All right. We're going to make fresh spotted dick. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's going to be weird when my wife gives me some spotted dick. That's a little strange. (laughs) It's going to be even more weird when you give me your wife spotted (laughs) dick. (laughs) Ah, yes. Uh, Then we're going to have Vegemite. Can we create yeast extract or are we going to have to break down uh, th- that? That I think we have to order that. That we have to order. And then from Canada, um, we've decided to get poutine, potine, I think it's called. Yeah, sure. You nailed it. Uh, it's basically French fries with gravy and melted mozzarella on mm. top. Yeah, that sounds delicious. All right, so we have a nice little menu created for Thanksgiving. Yes, it'll be delicious. Yeah, yeah. So... <clears throat> Two uh, gobulets. G- gobules. Yes. And Satan's Capulets. Satan's the Capulets? No. No, no, And no. the Montagues. Right, right, right. Yeah, we're going Shakespeare. Um, yeah, Satan's potential children. Two, oh. <laughs> two, uh, the split decision breakfast, poached eggs and... How sad that waitress looked. <laughs> so sad. But a very nice tip left for her. Yes. Uh, 
to Brian not singing this episode. No way, really? Not singing. I don't, started don't. singing before we started recording. That yes, was you my, did. That's where I fucked up. People are going to, their minds blown. You better make up for it on the Warhammer side. I mean, we. It's too late now. You can't break out into song now. I can't think of a, a song where we're running out of time. Time is running out <laughs> from the SWAT movie. I thought that you were going to sing the fucking Devil Comes to Georgia song when we started talking about semen. Devil semen. Uh, I like that song, but I don't know the words well enough to. Do you know the words to any of these songs? <laughs> Do you? Wow. Sometimes. Empire.